0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number 65 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary back for another episode and I'm excited to get into it. Today we will be getting into, well,. A couple of different things. First, before we get into the voicemails, we have to talk about the Jets rookie camp, some storylines from there. We also have your voicemails and a giveaway. But before all of that, we have a big time announcement. Breaking news. This is an important PSA brought to you by Manscaped.com. I think that's enough of that. This is your pubic service announcement. And the news you've been waiting for all along. The Manscaped Engineer team has confirmed that they have sex was successfully wow, that was hard to say, successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available in the US and Canada. The new trimmer was just released and we have one of the first on our hands here and we want you to get in on the action as well so use promo code jets20 at manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping worldwide at manscaped.com i'm one of the first people to have the 4.0 and i've been blown away by it i I thought the 3.0 was good i got my hands on the 4.0 the ceramic blade the skin safe technology it's just Tremendous. I absolutely love it. Cannot get enough of it. Could not recommend it more. And I have good news for you I have an extra one. So, what am I doing? I'm doing a giveaway. So, for your chance to win, ready for this? The Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, which is the nose hair trimmer. I got mine right here. And the cologne, which I have mine right here. Those three things, all you have to do to win is subscribe to my new channel the Just Jets clip channel where i am posting clips from this podcast and on the most recent video there will be a comment it will be pinned and it will be going it will be asking you to comment below that you have been, that you completed all you have to say is done that's it just subscribe reply done to that pinned comment on the most recent video which is talking about Zach Wilson's predictions and you will be entered to win. That's it. Nothing else more than that. You're already on YouTube. Follow the link. The link to the channel will be pinned below down here. I will announce the winner on next week's episode. Super excited to get into that and appreciate the support that we've got going on for the new channel already. Um, Absolutely love it. So, Let's get into this episode in episode number 65. So rookie minicamp was this past weekend and Zach Wilson, all eyes were Zach, on Zach Wilson, clearly a ton of cameras, a ton of media was there, which I completely understand. Of course it was. Uh, and this is the quote from head coach Robert Sala about how Zach Wilson did. He says the ball was in and out of his hands. Crisp. He was in rhythm. He was on time. The players were running the right routes and the ball was barely on the ground. So it was a very good first day for him, which is what we love to see. And of course, like these guys are in shorts. Yeah, they have their helmets on. Like I, I understand that. Uh, and there's no really defenders or anything like that. It, it was very basic, minimal rookie camp like stuff, but it was still cool to see them in pads, see them in the helmet. I get it. It's fun. Uh, don't put too much stock into it one way or the other. And I mean, Am I excited to see him in a Jets helmet throwing the football? Of course. But what does it mean? Not really a whole lot. There's really not a whole lot going on. Um, A a bigger storyline right here than him throwing in shorts. Wilson wearing the number two. So it is not official. He's still deciding. But it looks like all signs are pointing to him wearing the number two. I don't love that number for a quarterback. It's grown on me with the pictures that have been released from rookie minicamp. One just did become available due to cuts, so maybe he switches to that. I was still on team number 10 or 11. I thought that would have looked good. I like five for a quarterback, seven. I don't know. One and two, that's like kicker numbers. But two can grow on me. I've seen some photoshops and stuff like that. It's, it's, like I said, it's growing on me a little bit. Uh, So Wilson was wearing number two, and uh, it looks like that's what he's going to be wearing. So we're going to have to get used to that. Uh, the next thing that I was on the agenda for me that I noticed from rookie minicamp, Elijah Moore's route running on display. This guy is special as a route runner. I think he is going to be very, very good, and I think he's going to prove some people wrong uh, for doubting that he should be the pick at 34. He's going to do a lot of good things in the slot, and he's more than just your average slot receiver with that route running ability. So I'm super excited to see him on the field, and I think long term, maybe not right away, year one, I don't think we see like phenomenal year one production, but over time, I think he could be a very, very good receiver, especially because Crowder's not going to be here after this year. Uh, so I think Moore is going to put on a clinic this year. And I'm going to I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little giddy over some of the throws from Wilson to Moore, uh, even though they were just little slant stuff for the most part. But route running was very good. So uh, excited to see more of that. And the last thing for me was the Salah quote that got blown way out of proportion. So if you haven't seen the quote, this is what he said. Uh, the horn blew for practice to be over. I started to take my normal spot behind the huddle to listen to the head coach speak. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's me. And, of course, the Internet, Instagram, all that fun stuff. they They went after it and they were making fun of it because LOL jets, right? I mean, I thought it was funny. It was just like a, oh, like LOL moment. Like, I'm not used to this yet. I'm going to be fine kind of a thing, but why does it's always LOL jets. It can never be just, Hey, that was funny. Let's let it breathe. No, it's always got to be just something right back to, Oh my God, the jets are the laughing stock of the league. Let's point and laugh, which is just, it's so boring. It's been played a million times. I'm so over it, man. I really am. But rookie camp overall, I thought was good from what we've seen. There's not many times where we see a bad rookie camp, I guess, but uh, the reason to be excited with all the high-end picks, Elijah Vera Tucker there, uh, Michael Car, both Michael Carter's there. Elijah Moore getting the ball from Zach Wilson. It's hard not to be excited about this team, especially the pieces on offense that they added in the NFL draft. So I'm excited. That's really my main takeaway from rookie minicamp is the excitement is palpable around Florham Park, which is a really good thing. So Uh, With that, let's get into your voicemails on today's episode. By the way, my allergies are absolutely atrocious today. I am struggling hard. So if you just see me like mute my microphone and blow my nose, that's why. I'm not sick, it's just my my allergies have been absolutely atrocious today. Uh, So let's go to Jack in Indiana up first. He wants to talk about the corners.
2: Hey Matt, this is Jack. Um, I'm calling from uh, the University of Indiana. I go to school here, but I'm originally from New York. Um, I just had a question about why we haven't been so active on the uh, veteran cornerback free agency market. I think we have massive holes at cornerback and I was wondering why you think we haven't done anything about it or do you think we're going to do something in the future? Big fan of your show. Thank you.
1: Yeah, really appreciate that. Thank you so much for checking in with us here, Jack. Um, I agree with you. I think that it is still a hole even after the draft. Yes, they took some swings on it in the later rounds, But uh, I'll say this, I think they sign one of Poole or Sherman. At least I think they should. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they went into training camp with this as their cornerback room. But to play devil's advocate for the team for a second, this system is really built around the defensive line getting pressure. And the corners are an afterthought at that point because they're playing zone and it's not really man-to-man. Uh, I'm not saying I 100% am in on that logic. I'm just saying from the Jets' perspective, that's how they're thinking of it. But even still, I think you have to have some better corners in this room. So I think they add a veteran before training camp. Uh, And I think Richard Sherman makes a ton of sense. So I think that's the one who I would say is probably most likely to get added. Uh, Next up is John from Cali wants to talk about the Elijah Moore and A.J. Brown video.
3: Hey, Matt, this is John McCarthy with uh, California Jet Fandom. I'm curious if you happen to see the video on YouTube of uh, A.J. Brown with Elijah Moore right after Elijah was drafted by the Jets. Any Jet fan who's uh, questioning, uh, being excited about the Moore pick just needs to watch that and it gets you crazy hyped up for a player that the Jets now have that a top Ten receiver in the league, in my opinion, is telling, is better than him. You know, he's saying that he's got better talent than him if you haven't seen it. Definitely check it out. Um, it's on YouTube, easy to find. But uh, curious how you feel about it after watching it, if you have seen it. And then also curious how you feel about Jets still not bringing in either Poole or Sherman. And if you think that they will be bringing in one of those two uh, now that the draft is concluded, hope to hear uh, your answer on these. Have a
1: good one. Thank you, John. Yeah, we, we kind of just hit on it. I think they should do something now that the draft is over. Uh, Also, I did see the video. It was super cool to see that AJ Brown was definitely touched. Uh, I would love it. If Elijah Moore turns into a, a receiver of the quality that AJ Brown is that that's phenomenal. That would be a home run pick for Joe Douglas. Um, And and these are the things you like to see. I I agree with you. I think that it's, you know, some people, some Jets fans were blowing the pick out of proportion that they weren't really big fans of it. But, um, you know, to me, I think, it you know, they're trying to help out their young quarterback. And Elijah Moore is a very talented receiver. Most people didn't anticipate him being there in round two. And he was, and the Jets decided to pull the trigger. So I can't really blame them for the pick. Ethan from Connecticut is up next. Let's hear from Ethan.
0: Hey Matt, it's Ethan from Connecticut, and uh, just want to ask: um, Are you uh, are you glad we drafted Jamal Orangeu? Aren't you glad the Jets are going to go sixteen and zero and win the Super Bowl behind Zach Wilson at quarterback?
4: I know you are, Matt.
0: Let's go, go Jets!
1: I hope they go seventeen and zero. They play seventeen games this year, so I guess we'd have to make that seventeen and zero, right, Ethan? Love it. Love the passion. Vinny in New York's up next. Let's hear from Vinny. He wants to talk draft.
5: Hey, Matt. It's Vinny from Peak Skill. I'm calling you on May 4th a couple of days after the draft, so guess all the way. Happy International Star Wars Day. But back to the draft, you know, I'd get in a couple of days. I'd look at everything and overview everything. My gosh, this has got to be one of the best all seasons the Jets have had in a while just overall, the free, the coaching hire, how they handled free agency, the draft, there's no drama, no scandal, no nothing, it's just nice. The sad part about it is that, you know, we have to actually just wait until football begins. I mean, true. obviously we got other sports to give us entertained, but, you know, thinking back at it all, I truly believe. This will be the offseason that defines this franchise going forward. I like that. You know, that's about it. Uh, I'm going to go watch the Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. So
1: Okay, enjoy, buddy. I just
5: remember, go Jets.
1: Love that, Vinny. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate the love and support from you as always. Uh, I agree. I think it's a really good draft. I think they're going to have, at minimum, four. I'm going to, uh, no let's say five, five starters in year one from this draft class. Wilson will start in year one. Uh, blah, 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 Michael Carter, the running back, will start in year one. Elijah Moore, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Dean, I think, will be a starter. Those five will start in year one, which would be super impressive if they got five starters right away. Oh, yeah, I'm in on that. Reed in Iowa is up next, wants to talk Joe Douglas. Let's get into it, Reed.
4: Hey, Matt. It's Reed from Iowa, a uh, first-time caller. Welcome. And uh, being from Iowa, you get certain perspectives. Um, being this far away, you can actually see how big of a nerd Joe Douglas actually is. Uh, earlier today, he on Bart and Han, he actually told them, May the 4th be with you. And after drafting both of the Michael Carters, he made sure to let the reporters know that he joked around about getting MC squared. Now... Hmm. This is a great thing, because nerds love to study, and that is what <laughs> has given us such a great advantage in the last two drafts, in my opinion. Okay. Um, he's had an outstanding staff, he's an outstanding person, and I actually think uh, Coach Stala has actually helped him get out of, uh, kind of break out of his shell He. Never was really all of that animated before um, Sala showed up. I don't remember seeing him celebrate too much, but then again, maybe Adam Gase just sucked it out of him. But uh, what do you think? Do you think Salah helped break him out of his shell? And uh, as always, go Jets.
1: Uh, yeah, I think Joe Douglas is a draft nerd, which I like that. Uh, I agree. I think he's had two really good drafts so far. And if that helps the New York Jets, let's go. Also, yes, I agree with you. I think Robert Sala definitely has personality. Adam Gase, really not so much. So maybe Douglas was kind of like falling in line with what Adam Gase was doing. And uh, now Robert Sala has a little more personality, a little more energy, different vibes. Vibes are good in Florham Park, New Jersey. We are big fans of this. So uh, I think that's probably your answer as to why he's been a little bit more open or just, I don't know, a little bit more personality, I guess is probably the best way to put it. So I think I'm with you, Reed. I think it does have uh, the Robert Sala effect for sure. Ben in New Jersey's up next, and that's kind of what he wants to talk about. What's next for the Jets? What's
6: up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. The draft is over. We got... A, so now it seems like it's kind of a dead part of the offseason. Like, not, free agency is obviously done. The draft is done. Waiting for um, just training camps, OTAs, mini-camp, all that good stuff. But remember, we there's still chances to make some signing help improve this roster in the offseason. There's a few good names out there, decent names out there, and I'm just going to give three or four guys who I think would be good additions to this Jets team. So I'm going to go back up quarterbacks first. The first guy is going to be Nick Mullins, obviously, back up from the Niners. A lot of people may be turned off from this because of that absolute dud he's put up against the Eagles on Sunday night, but... He's not going to be starting full-time for us. We don't need to worry about that. He's uh, proven to be a quality backup. He knows this offense very well. He's fairly young, too. It's not like he's like a 35-year-old dude. who's he is 26. A... But, um, yeah, I think he'd be a good backup for the system. I don't think the offense would stall out at all under him. I think it would be just fine. The second guy, another quarterback, older side, it's going to be Brian Hoyer. He mm-hmm. started, started a game for the Patriots last year. Now, Hoyer, I feel like he's been on like every team in the league, like Josh McCown. But, um, he's also been on the Niners. Um, he knows the system again. Um, he's a little older, but once again, I think the office would be just, it would be fine under him. I think he would keep us offense afloat. I don't think we'd be as, I don't think we'd be so turnover prone, but it's just another bet to help out Zach Wilson. The third guy. We're going to sign is going to be Nikhil Roby Coleman, was oh. on the Eagles last year. Now, slot corner is already. We look say we're have going to have Gidry and Michael Carter the third, Michael Carter the second compete for that slot spot. But Nickel Roby Coleman has been solid in his years in the league, and they, I think we just need that on this team. And the next guy I'm going to get to is a vet, and he's pretty damn good. So the last guy. You probably saw this one coming. It's gonna be Steven Nelson, cornerback okay. from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Makes sense. So Steven yeah. Nelson and I'm pretty sure you're like a top ten or twelve, maybe fifteen cornerbacks according to PFF this year. And funny thing I saw he posted some he posted on Twitter captioned No Way and there were tons of Jets fans just flooded in the comment section saying, Oh, no oh you signed with the Jets. Oh, let me pick up your bags for so you can so I can drive you to one Jets drive. <laughs> so I think he'd be really good for the team. He'd be, immediately be cornerback one, and he would be a great signing. Let me know what you think. And as always, I
1: uh, cut off on him. But yes, I agree with most of those guys you just listed off. One Mullins makes a ton of ton of sense. Just so much sense for the New York Jets. Number two, I like the Steven Nelson one. Nickel Rollby Coleman's interesting coming off a really really bad year, but before that was really solid. Uh, I think they added veteran depth at corner. That, to me, is the most obvious position. I still think they need a veteran backup. Do you feel comfortable with James Morgan or Mike White as the backup to Zach Wilson? I don't. I'd like a veteran in there, too. And Mullins just, I mean, he knows the offense, and he had some success in, what, 11 of his 16 starts, I think? He has over 250 passing yards. It's not bad. It's really not. So I think he's had... You know, reasonable success as a spot starter, so why not bring him in? He's still on the young side, like you said too. I think you hit it on the money, Ben. I think you are uh, spot on for some of those guys that uh, the Jets should be taking a look at. Brendan from Long Island is next. He's got some takes on the draft. Let's hear from him. Hey
2: Matt, this is Brendan from Long Island, and I uh, love the draft. Last week, it's been about a little, almost a week now since it went through. You know, just sitting. Uh, Seeing, uh, you know, all the picks a week later, still just hyped Loved everything that they did, you know, bringing a new quarterback. The Derek Tucker Trista trade-off and pick was my favorite. And Elijah Moore surprised me, but, you know, still happy to be able to add some weapons. But the thing that stood out to me most from the draft was Joe Douglas and Robert Sala um, in the draft room and then on the phone with all the prospects they brought in and how excited they were and the energy like, how, like, happy they were for the players, and it just, it's refreshing, because it's something we haven't seen in a long time, probably since Rex Ryan, but it just seems different this time, because just, they're so happy for the players, and they're just, there's an energy around the team, and a buzz around the team that we haven't felt in such a long time, and I feel like I, um, it's more exciting than I've ever been as a fan, just seeing that, you know, um, like, the team is just, hasn't been, and it's exciting and so on, but you could tell we have a coach who actually cares about the players. Um and he's gonna do everything he can to help them succeed. So, um uh, you know, obviously the opposite of anti the anti gate uh, is Robert Shaw and it's just so refreshing to see. So, uh, let me know your thoughts on that and go Jeff.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's completely reasonable to, to think like that because for a long time, we had a coach who... I mean, the last coach was just an absolute disaster. And Todd Bowles, whatever you think about him, I mean, he he wasn't a personality. He was kind of bland, which is... You know, they usually tend to do that. Rex was this huge, big personality, and then they go with a much calm or cool, collected kind of guy. Uh, so really, for the last six, seven years, it's been very calmed down and uh there hasn't been that much hype and this was the first time since 1983 that they drafted four offensive players in a row to start a draft so yeah the mindset is going to be a little bit different because they're hyper focused on the offensive side of the ball and helping their young quarterback which is why like myself personally and a lot of other people have been saying this is not the same situation that sam Darnold was put into it's just it's frankly not there's no excuses. If Zach Wilson it looks like what Sam Darnold looked like in year three, in his year three, then he's also going to be gone. And there's not going to be the excuse of, oh, well, if this player did, did this or if they brought in this guy or if they had a legitimate coach. Zach Wilson's going to, going to, in my eyes, perform much better than Sam because he's been, well, one, he's a, he's a better prospect. And number two, he was put in a much better situation with a better coach better players around them and better structure so yeah i think there's reason to be excited and i think that's what brendan here is saying i'm with you man i'm excited too after the draft which goes to our next point joe and callie wants to talk about nine wins is that a possibility
5: hey matt
0: um so i was watching good morning football and you know like nate burleson had us winning nine wins Uh, I hear a lot of fans talking playoffs, and, you know, it's a really exciting time to be a Jets fan, and I really think Joe Douglas is on the way to being a contender again, for sure. With that being said, I do think we're still a year away. We're very young on offense. We're transitioning to a new scheme on defense. Uh, I think we need to tamper our expectations for this upcoming season, you know, and just kind of focus on steady improvement rather than wins and losses. Um, I still think we're a year away, but we'll get there, guys. We'll get there. Don't worry. All right, man. Tell me
1: what you think. Uh, go Jets. Yeah. Um. I think nine's probably a bit of a stretch. I'm sitting at seven. I think the ceiling is probably eight, maybe nine. If everything breaks, right, maybe they hit nine. But I think more more realistically, you're probably sitting at six or seven wins. Six or seven wins is probably where you're going to be at, Um. which is a great step forward. Going from two up to seven would be a five-win improvement. But then I've I've said this. You can temper your expectations for this year, but there is no reason not to expect playoffs in 2022. There's none. If it's if you're okay with going the six or seven wins again or eight and be eight and nine in twenty twenty two, that's a loser mentality. I'm not that's not me. You could use this year as a building year, sure. But there's no reason that this team can't be competitive in twenty twenty two even with the division looking the way that it is. There's just no, no reason at all. They have four picks in the next two rounds next year. Feel the contender. How about that? Travis in Ohio is up next. He wants to talk about the young roster. Again, positive signs. Young rosters are good things. Let's hear from Travis. Hey, Matt. What up? Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. I was just going through the ages of our
7: Jets players on the roster, and... Dude, we've only got three guys right now that are over are 30 or older. Marcus Schroener is 30. Van Roten 31. Vinnie Curry 32. we got a bunch of guys that are 28 or going to be 28. And CJ Mazeley, Talvin Coleman, Connor McGovern, Crowder is going to be 28 next week. And then Alex Lewis is, uh, Twenty nine and uh, Marcus May posted to that too. Anyway, my point is I'm so used to having all these old dudes and expensive dudes on the team and a lot of times with character flaws and divas and troublemakers and stuff like that it's a great breath of fresh air to have a whole bunch of young guys that aren't expensive for the most part, and for yeah. former captains and good character guys and talent. So anyway, it's a cool place to be right now. I've never seen the Jets do it this way, so hopefully it works out. Love you, buddy. Good Jets. Bye.
1: Thank you, my friend. Good to hear from you as always, and I agree with you. The Jets are very much still building around this young roster that they have. Like, on the offensive side of the ball, think about it. Their oldest playmaker... Corey Davis at 26. Mims is young. Elijah Moore is young. Elijah Tucker. Makai Becton is young. I'm talking about building blocks. Like I, I know Crowder's pushing 30. I think he's what, 28 or 29? Um, but he's not a long-term man. I'm talking about like long-term building blocks. McGovern's what in his later twenties? This is fine. The Jets are gonna be good in a couple of years because the infrastructure that they are setting up now and add another draft class on top of it next year. With probably four picks in the top fifty five, probably somewhere around that range, that, that then that is a home run. I love that. Super pumped up about it. And you should be too. I, I am very, I, I'm very happy with the direction of the team and I, I feel like that's how most fans feel, which is good. Most fans have been very, very down on this team for a long time. so it's it's good to see the tides are finally changing. Chris is uh, Chris is calling in from Mississippi. he wants to talk about Jets fandom. Let's hear from Chris. Hey, Matt. It's Chris from Mississippi.
0: I kind of want to talk about our Jets fandom. Uh, So I don't really know a whole lot about you. I'm going to guess you're from the New York, New Jersey area. But I'm just wondering, like, what made you become a Jets fan? You know, those, like, Giants and teams like that out there. I'm just wondering why you chose the Jets. Um, The reason why I became a Jets fan was because uh, when I was a kid, I was probably about nine, ten years old. I went with my dad to uh, the bank, and uh, we—I met a man named Larry Grantham, okay. and he had played college. He was way, way back in the day. He had played college uh, football at Ole Miss, and then he played in the NFL or the AFL at the time with the um, with the uh, um, Jets. And he actually had his Super Bowl ring because he was on the Super Bowl winning team with Joe Namath and stuff and he showed me the ring. and I thought
1: that is sick. I thought it was the
0: coolest thing ever. I was like I was so shocked. And then that was around the time that we made the back to back AFC uh, championship runs. Okay. So ever since that day I became a massive Jets fan. And I was kinda of just, you know, wondering what you know, what made you become a Jets fan. Oh. And also I, I I subscribe to your clips channel and awesome. uh, I you put the clip about the great uh, Greg Newsom and what okay. the guy talked about the whole zero completion thing. I I looked it up. I think he was talking about on third downs. Uh, apparently Greg Newsome did not allow a single third down completion
1: when um, they were targeted to his coverage more sense. this past season.
0: Okay. So maybe that's what the guy was talking about. Okay. But uh yeah, anyway, yeah, I thought I'd give you a little uh little help on that. Uh but yeah, I just wanna know what made you become a Jets fan, dude. I'm so, I'm so excited for the season. I think we killed the draft and I'm just I'm just so excited and I just kinda wanna, you know, relish a little bit on Jets sure. fandom. But, well, yeah, um, anyway, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, listening
1: to my call. Appreciate it. Thank you for the hat tip on the uh, the Newsome note. That makes a, a lot more sense now. Uh, okay, so one awesome story on how you became a Jets fan too, by the way. That's super cool. Mine's not as interesting. So I grow, grew up and still live on Long Island in New York, uh, and, and it's split for the most part, Jets and Giants. I feel like um, I'm in Nassau, which is – closer to Queens, where I feel like, since the Jets played at Chase Stadium, I feel like a lot of Queens and Nassau people are Jets fans, and my dad is originally from Queens, Uh, so he passed down the Jets fandom to me, and I really started to get into it when I want to say probably eight and nine years old. So baseball, I grew up playing baseball. Like that was my first love. I I understand. I understood what the the Mets were like right away, uh, and was super into the Mets. And the Jets came a little bit later in my life. Like again, eight years old, still very young. But I, I was I'm talking like five six years old. I was like, okay, baseball, baseball, baseball. But Jets. What happened was we were talking about. I went to work with my dad on a Sunday in 2003. The Jets were going to play the Miami Dolphins and. He was talking about tailgating and going into a game. And we we never been to a game at that point, And we still we didn't go to that game. But he said, hey, I have an idea. Maybe we'll have like a nice like a tailgate like spread at home and watch the Jets game. And we never really did anything like that before. Sure. I saw Jets games and stuff, but I never like had the full like experience of like, okay, like we're going to make a bunch of like hors d'oeuvres, sit down, watch the whole game. And from that day on hooked like Sunday is from that point to this point in my life still at 26 years old Sundays is appointment TV for the Jets do not miss it I do not go I am not the kind of person who could be like yeah let's meet up with my friends at the bar and watch a game or let's go to my buddy's house and watch a game no 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 I have to be in my house in my seat watching the game from and I did sit in the same seat in my house from 2009 to, I think I finally gave up on that seat because it lost its luck. Yes, I thought I had a lucky seat in my house. 2017 or 18. Then I switched it up a little bit since then. Um, but that 3 game against the Miami Dolphins where Ricky Williams went absolutely off on them. Uh, was the start of it all. And then 04, I, I really love that team. Like Sean Ellis, I have his, this, oh, you can't really see it, but this guy up here, if you're watching on the video, this is a framed Sean Ellis signed jersey. I met him. Uh, He's my favorite player growing up, so that was a great experience for me. Um, And that win on Saturday night against the San Diego Chargers in 2004 was was huge. Um, And, and that's really where it started, and from there kind of blossomed and became you know, what it is now. So I love that. Your story is awesome, dude. And uh, I always am interested in how people around the country uh, who aren't from the tri-state area become Jets fans. Uh, so my story makes a little bit more sense, you know, growing up on Long Island and stuff like that. That's, that's pretty common, uh, passed down from the generation before me. But awesome stuff, Chris. Last one is from Jeff from Jersey. He is calling in asking about the draft. Hey Matt,
6: it's Jeffrey from New Jersey and I just wanted to know your answer to a question I have Um, Out of all the picks after Michael Carter and including the undrafted free agent signings, who do you think is the biggest dark horse candidate to have the most impact Mm -hmm. this season besides um, the kicker Chris Nugar who I believe will start over Sam Sicken, but I just
1: want to know your answer, I'm curious Um, Thank you and have a great day I'm going to say Nasruddin. I know he's that's a popular answer, but I think he's going to be the starting wheel linebacker. And I know that you know they drafted someone a couple of rounds earlier, the, the Auburn safety, I say with, with air quotes, who's really going to become a linebacker here. Uh, but I think Dean is the higher ceiling player. I did not expect him to be there in round six when he was taken. Some people had him as a top 80 player on their board. I think he come in and play right away. Um, so maybe that's not so much a dark horse answer, but because of where he was taken, I guess that kind of counts. So maybe it's a little bit of a cop-out answer, but I think Dean can come in and play right away. I'm really excited to see these guys in, uh, preseason games and I hope we get preseason games this year. I nerd out cause I love watching the young guys trying to make the roster and stuff like that. I know it's not super exciting for everyone, uh, but I love it. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, that's going to do it for me on this episode, a little bit on the shorter side. My bad, guys. Uh Honestly, just not fe- struggling to get through this, man. I've been sneezing all day long. Allergies were brutal today. Um, so hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Back at it again next week. Don't forget giveaway link down below in the comments to the channel. All you gotta do is subscribe to the Just Jets Clips channel and comment done on the pin the comment on the most recent video. It's the Zach Wilson video on there with the predictions. You just have to comment done. And anyone who does that will be entered to win. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I will talk to you next time.